Hey, this is Sean Kane, director of Silent Night Zombie Night, and you're listening to Gruesome Herzog. Hello, this is Natalie Sheets. I play Jenna in the film Madison County, and you're listening to Gruesome Herzog. Hey, horror fans, this is Ace Marrero, and you are listening to Gruesome Herzog. Dig it! I'm Jessica Funneborn, and I'm listening to Gruesome Herzog. This is Yvette Corvea, and most of you know me as Marla from Run, Bitch, Run. She's a really evil, crazy bitch. And you guys are listening to Gruesome Herzog. Hi, this is David Z. Stamp, and you're listening to Gruesome Herzogs. Hey, this is Bill Oberst, Jr. I play Dale in the film Dismal. And as Dale would say, let me tell you something. You're listening to Gruesome Herzog. You got Dale's word on that. Hey, this is James Cotton. I'm a director, writer, producer. You're listening to Gruesome Herzog. Jack Harrison, action actor and stunt coordinator on three stunt teams. I played the character Idiot in the movie Dismal, and you listen to Gruesome Herzog. My very special guest tonight is the talented actor Michael Gaglio. Hi, know Michael. How you doing there, Gruesome? What's happening, my friend? Very good. I'm glad to have you on here. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. And you're over there knee-deep in the snow, huh? Yeah, oh, yes. Lucky us. <laughs> you're part of the world. <laughs> good old... I hear you, well. I didn't mean to have to tell you this, but i got to be honest. It's uh, 78 degrees right now. Yes. <laughs> I'm mowing the yard and trimming some flowers, you know. Yeah, you, you know, Michael, you really suck. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> All you, right, my man. Do you know what the temperature is here right now? Well, okay, tell me. Let me see. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. I'm going to read your mind. Okay. Right now, 36 degrees. More like 19. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm it's supposed sorry, to get down to nine degrees tonight. Oh man, That's something, huh? Yeah, well, enjoy your That's damn air weird. conditioner. I have it, whatever. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, I worked with an actress here in L.A. one time, and I remember we were we were out on a little tour, and we were up there, and it started snowing as we were driving in our rental car. It started snowing. She, goes, she said, "What the heck is that?" And I said, "Oh, it's snowing." She goes, what? said, it's snowing. She goes, oh, I've never seen snow before. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I said, really? She goes, well, I grew, up in, I grew up in Los Angeles all my life. I never saw snow. <laughs> wow. Imagine so, that. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Imagine that. You know, real quick before we get started, I know my, my uncle lives in Georgia, and I remember one time he told me that it snowed in Georgia. All right? Oh, and it was like... It, it was like a centimeter. People were panicking. They're going to the grocery store, and it's, it's a centimeter because they're not used to snow down there. It's people get yeah. people get freaky over that shit. 
<laughs> but when you're like well, me, my son, my son, uh, my oldest son, my oldest boy, he lives in Colorado, and uh, so my granddaughter, she sends me on the internet, she sends me pictures of the snow out there, and there, no, snow up, you know, they're out there playing, and so I was like, okay, I'm glad you're enjoying that. <laughs> <laughs> you have fun with that now. Yeah, right. Okay. All right. So what you been up to? Well, basically, um, keeping this podcast going. You know, that's that's it's a lot of work. You know, it's it's fun work though. You know, I have to keep the the new material rolling, and you know, it's just it's a it's something that I started, and it's 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 fun. You know, it's entertaining. Yeah. You'd be surprised. Well, we're enjoying it out here, everybody. You know, we're passing your we're passing your email and your Facebook. Um, stuff around and things, so it's kind of cool. It's fun, so it's great. You're covering the, you're covering the stuff. That's good. To, that's good to see. Well, that, that's good to hear. Thanks for, yeah, for saying that. Uh, and some of the people that you've already had on the show are, of course, they're people that I know. They're people that I consider friends, and they're they're really just some of the nicest people. Yes, they out are. This way, so yes, they are. Yeah, like I said great. before, I talked to a lot of cool people. It's a, you know, real quick. You know, when I first started this, I went into it blind. You know, I said it before. I never interviewed a single person in my life until I until like four and a half months ago. And then, of course, as you know, the more you do it, the better you get at it. I mean, not that I wasn't bad when, when I started off, but it's amazing the stories, the relationships that you get from it. It's just, it's you can learn a lot. Trust me. Yeah. You know. Well, you know, you got a good voice for it too, so it's kind of a surprise to hear that you know you haven't done that much of it because you've really taken to it really well. So, oh, thanks. But you, you, it's like you said, you got to love it to to do it. Yeah, so it's great. Yeah, go I, for it. Yeah, you know, I've I've um, I'm sure there's people out there that you know that uh, don't care much for what I what I say about the low budget, you know, about critics. But uh, hey, you know what? We all have our own opinions, but uh, hey. That's just the way it is, you know. We all have our opinions, and you know, some people are harsher on low budget, and some people, you know, can actually understand uh, what low budget actually means, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Speaking of low budget, there's one here we're going to talk about first. Now, I haven't seen it myself. Okay. Um, it's called Sandman in 1993. Um, okay. Now you picked a good one. That's something. In that, that's a while back. Yeah. Um, what happened was. I'll tell you a little bit of history on that. And, and the reason you haven't seen it is because I don't think it's even available on DVD. It is out on VHS, but I don't think it's available in DVD. So the history of that film was I was working on a movie about 35 miles outside of Los Angeles. And they brought in this guy who's the DP on the film, and this great guy. And he, he was doing a he was doing a heck of a job and stuff like that. So the one thing led to the next and so he called me in to work on his next movie, which was really good. And I went in there and and we started working on it. And I I actually got to help them pretty much from beginning to end make this film. Well, I don't know, you know, I guess no one really knows for sure. But this this fella, his his name his name uh, was Eric Wooster. Very, very nice guy. And he he had written this movie, had done a, uh, some work with uh, Tommy Chong, 
who is just also just a great, nice man, just an extremely funny, wonderful guy. Yes, he is. And and he, so Eric had, had uh, come up with this idea for this picture, which is a horror picture, and kind of a thriller horror film. And he came up with the idea, wrote it, started to produce and to shoot this movie. And then, sure enough, right about the time that we ended the film, right about the time when it was done, he just suddenly and very quietly just passed away, died in his bed. No kidding. Yeah, isn't that something? In the house where we shot the movie. <laughs> where oh. the, in the hero house for the film. And and then the film was finished by the producer. I don't know. You know, it sounds kind of weird, but, but I mean, it's all true. Wow. But it's one of those kind of stories. Because then the producer took over the movie to finish it up, and, we're, and now they're in the process of editing, right? And they're putting it all together. He also passed away. He died. We're talking about guys that I think Nick was 35 years old when he died. I, uh, Nick, uh, Nick is the character that he played. I keep, right. I, uh, Eric was his real name, but right. Nick is the character he played in the movie. Right. And he was 35 years old. The producer was what, 42? His other job was as a, an airline pilot, so. Oh my God. He, and, and they, and they both died. Uh, also, I believe it was the last film that Maury Amsterdam was in. <laughs> it's like, oh my God! It's wow! Like you're about a bad luck movie. <laughs> That's a horror alone. Yes, it is. So my advice to you, Gruesome, is this: Don't watch that film. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I won't. Something like bad might happen to me. <laughs> exactly. Wow. I know. We're just sitting here, and we get. <laughs> Isn't that something, though? Yeah, that, that's all true. Isn't that amazing? That gives me the goosebumps. Yeah. Well, one of the guys who's also producer on it's a good friend of mine. He's a stunt guy, uh, John Cade, and uh, he's still around and stuff. So there's a lot of people who are involved with it that are still around, and, and that was that was really good. One of my big heroes was in it, and that's Stuart Whitman. Yep, he he did a little part in it, and it was great because I, I was in the studio and and he walks in the door. And, Oh man, there he is, Stu Whitman. Look at that big dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the the next movie that I've been trying to find and it's not available, but I would love to see it just for the curiosity. Manosaurus in 1994. Oh, another another very exciting for me, a very exciting time. We were that's Jimmy Williams is the one who shot and and directed that, and Jimmy, of course. He he's an actor, um, been around a long time. Mm-hmm. Did a lot of um, you know kind of gangsterish type things, and that's where I met him. Was on a gangster film that I worked on. I played a little part in, and he was one of the co-stars of. I think the name of that was uh, I think they named it Champagne and Bullets. Okay. And um, but uh, yeah, this, so then Jimmy makes this horror movie, and um, it's about a, a, a half. <laughs> it's about a scientist who who makes this kind of reptile, half man, half reptile uh, soldier, powerful, powerful soldier for the army. Not an uncommon theme. Yeah, right. But maybe back then, uh, not too good. Right. You know, not too uncommon. And um, so the um, the uh, monster. It was very cool because it was the first time I'd ever gotten to work with a real rubber monster. 
Right. So we had this this big giant manosaurus running around. <laughs> it was like, that's fantastic. I love it. Right. And I played the I played the sheriff, and uh, one of my one also another one of my heroes, a great actor. I think you've met him, William Smith. Yeah. Bill Smith. Yeah. A great actor, a great personality. Conan's father. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. so I'm the deputy in that movie to Sheriff Bill Smith. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> he awesome. He played the sheriff. Yep. It was just great. Well, you know what? There's there's somebody else in here. I think it's probably when he first started out, Vernon Wells. Oh, yeah, Vernon's in the film, too. I actually didn't work with Vernon. You know, a, a lot of times, you know how it goes in the film business. A lot mm -hmm. Sometimes you don't even work with the person who's in the movie with you. Right. So I actually never even met Vernon on that picture. I, I've met him since, but I didn't even uh, didn't even get to work with him at all on that, that film. Nice. But Wait. we had a lot of fun, and I don't think that's out on DVD either. Nope. You know, some of these lower-budget horror films, I don't know. Maybe they just they just don't see any money in them, so they they don't take the time or the or the put the money into actually releasing it. Well, hopefully one day they might say, ah, "What the hell? Let's just see what happens." And the other thing that's interesting about these these films are not shot on videotape. You know, they're on film, right? Because they're they really predate the the digital the digital world. So they're on film and they're very. Very interesting. So that negative and stuff's got to be around somewhere. So they ought to transfer very nicely. Yep. Well, there's another classic here that I haven't seen either. Um, okay. Turn of the Blade, 1994. Now it, it is available on Amazon. So oh, that, is it? So that might be a good scene. Now that's this is about what. Now what's exactly is Turn of the Blade about? Turn of the Blade is is not so much a horror film as it is a. Um, it's like a thriller. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, what you have is a series of murders. And um, uh, a, a a woman detective, she she goes after and she settles up, uh, or she uh, she solves these murders. But it, it revolves around a, a fellow who is writing a book. He's writing a story, okay. and he gets a writer's block. And then he gets involved in this murder mystery, and he writes it all out. And you know the funny thing about that movie, I play a. EMT guy, right? So I'm walking in there, you know, I'm supposed to pick up the hero girl, the star of the film, beautiful woman. And and she's lying on the ground and her wrist has been cut open by, you know, this murderer who has attacked her. She's lying there. <laughs> you know, the director goes, action. I go out there and, you know, we're picking her up. It's like, okay, this girl's kind of heavy. <laughs> oh. It's like people are heavy. You, you don't think about that until right. you actually try to pick somebody up when they're just dead weight. Like, right. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> I need to get back to the gym. Need to work out. And the latch wouldn't catch on the, on the, on the, um, you know, the stretcher. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, no. Pick her up. And boom. Drop her back down. Okay. Now she's really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, these little adventures, you know, just yeah. what you wanted to hear. Huh? Oh, that's funny. No, actually, it's a, it makes an interview interesting when you can hear like bloopers or or stories. Cause he, <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> those, are the, those are the funniest things about them. I have to say, those adventures. Wow. Well, actually, if you don't mind, I'm going to move up to 2003. Now, there's, okay. There's one that I haven't seen either, and the way it looks, it's probably not available. But it's dismembered in 2003. 
Oh, that's uh, that's my buddy Lucky. Uh, yes, that that is a a a a. Uh, a very fun movie. I had a lot of fun doing that. But on that movie, I didn't have any other involvement other than just coming in and acting my part. I played the part of Clancy, who's like the town drunk. Nice. What I did for the audition was, um, you know, I I just decided to go all out for it. And I got some really ratty clothes. Kind of like the clothes I'm wearing right now. <laughs> and, <Okay. laughs> and I went down there to the studio, and uh, I, and so I went in there, and you know the girl, the lady behind the desk, she goes, oh, "Excuse me, excuse me," you know, because it's in Holly. It was in Hollywood where there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people, uh, you know, hitting the bottle sometimes out there on the <laughs> sidewalk in the middle of the afternoon. Not uncommon, right? So. Um, so she's going, no, 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 you, you can't come in here. I said, no, I'm in here to audition, you know. I'm, I'm in here for a part. Lucky walks out. Old-time Hollywood guy. He knows his stuff. Mm-hmm. He goes, it's all right. He's, he's, he's coming in. Come on in. So he goes, hey, Mike, yeah, you're the drunk. That's good. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Now, see what you can do with these gruesome? You can take these, you can take these clips, you can cut them all up, and then you can blackmail me. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I got that. But I loved working with Lucky. He's a great guy. He's as nice as can be. I think he now is 90 years old. Wow. He's still active, and he still makes movies, and it was it was really a great pleasure to do that with him and I was really really was thrilled about that now when you say Lucky it's Ewing Miles Brown correct? oh yes 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 yeah. everyone calls him Lucky Lucky right. Brown in case the listeners might want to know who, you have, who you're talking about uh, I got it well now, that's, why, that's why you journalist types you got to keep us on track here <laughs> now Bernie right. now Bernie Capel played in there correct? Yes, he did, and of course, you know, he passed away yep. a couple of years back, so he, he's gone. Oh, yeah, well, everyone loves Lucky, so Lucky had absolute, well, Lucky's still around, so everyone really likes him, and, and so he has absolutely no problem calling in favors from really good friends who who want to be in, in his film, so, so yeah, Bernie was a friend of his, and he was in it. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And you just you just want to walk up to him and go, the love boat. Yep. You know. Yeah. You know. You know what's funny? <laughs> or, is, well, it's funny you said that. There's, there's somebody else that's passed away in that movie. Is also in another TV show. Huh. Gordon Jump. Oh, Gordon. Yeah. And you know what? He was a nice guy. Mm-hmm. I liked him. I, I, it was something. It was funny because, you know, back in the day in WKRP. Yep. You'd watch him, and he looked because he'd come out of that office, kind yep. of a, you know, he'd come out of there kind of blustery, and he'd go, and you, and in real life, he was a very small man. He wasn't very big at all, and but he had this huge presence on the screen, didn't he? Yes, he did. I liked him. Yeah, he was a nice guy, always nice and pleasant. He really was. Now, yeah, people had gone way too early. Now, do you remember what he was doing before he passed away? No. It's commercials for Maytag, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, sure. That's so yeah, awesome. he was yeah. the Maytag repairman. Yep, that's great. Yeah, yeah, he was cool. Brings back memories, I'm telling you. And, of course, you got the Helen, the lovely Leslie Easterbrook. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal lady. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Very nice. 
<laughs> fun people to be around, I gotta oh, tell yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the next. Then, uh, oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Well, then we, we, you know, we had Bernie. We said, we said, uh, oh, do you recognize this? Hogan, go to the cooler. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. You know, it's you know me being forty two. I grew up in the late seventies and the eighties and stuff, and I love it when some of these old TV shows come on, like uh, Dukes of Hazards, uh, WKRP. You know, it just yeah. brings, brings back memories as a kid. It's weird. It's weird what. What, what TV shows and movies can do to you brings you back to well, your youth. Yes, it does. Well, I got it. I got a movie coming out that you're going to love. I know that it's called Super Shark. We've already talked about it. Yep. And I've got a great part in Super Shark. It's directed by Fred Olin Ray, who is a is a he's a legend in himself, and he's just he's just the coolest guy you could ever want to meet. Yep. You ought to you ought to talk to him one of these days. I will. Yeah, he, that'd be great. And. But we got a film called Super Shark that I'm playing a little part in. And I was on the set with John Schneider from the Dukes. Yep. Yep. And it, it was just great. But I put my picture, a picture of me with John Schneider on Facebook. And then, <laughs> and somebody wrote on there, are you standing on an Apple box? Because oh. <laughs> he's a big guy. Yes, he is. He's a big dude. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, but also a great actor. Well, yes, he's he is. really good. He was really good and really nice. So that was another really big thrill. Yep. And in that film, uh, also Sarah Le- uh, Living is in that too, and she's she's terrific. Yep. Er, yep. Yeah. I, as a matter of fact, um, we're going to talk a little more about that when I when I get up that. But okay. uh, right now, if you don't mind, there's one in 2004, which it's a comedy horror, which I'm kind of anxious to see. It. It's available. So, The Halfway House in 2004. Oh, cool. Yeah, The Halfway House uh, was uh, conceived and directed and written by my very good friend, Ken Hall. I've been friends with him for a long time, and Ken's done a few. He was one of the original. He's a creator of The Puppet Master. Yep. And, and and he's a great guy, and one day he he says, Okay, uh, I've got an idea, We're gonna, let's make a movie. Uh, okay. So <laughs> so we started putting it together, and he brought on board a guy who's become a very good friend of mine. He's also, he's just, you know, he's just a terrific filmmaker and, and a really great guy, and uh, I love working with him, and I've done about five movies with him now, and that's Ed Polgardi, and he came on board to produce this film okay. and pulled it all together and it, it was just terrific and of course the star of that is Mary Warnoff yep and she was so that was so cool because she's a legend you yes, know this is. lady is a legend and it was so great yep. because there she was I was I worked on uh, a lot behind the scenes I, I played the detective in it but I also worked on the film from top to bottom so I built some of the sets and I did some of the effects work and I built some of the special props. And I was out there in the parking lot at this uh, place that we set up, uh, uh, one of those rental warehouses. Yeah. And we, we got in one of those. We actually had three of those rented, and that was our studio inside. So, But a lot of what we were doing, a lot of the work I had to do was outside in the parking lot. So, I, I can re- so a lot of the actors were staying outside while <laughs> they were shooting on the inside. Right. And I just remember that there was Mary Warner, tall, you know, tall, statuesque lady. 
and she would she would be walking across the parking lot and you go, Wow <laughs> What a great woman. How how beautiful, you know, and yep. how how fantastic. Great star. Yep. And, and of course Janet Kaiser is in that, Janet Tracy Kaiser. Yep. Sean Savage. And, and oh Sean, great guy. Yep. He was a lot of fun. And um uh and Tracy uh, Janet Tracy Kaiser and yeah, she's she's great. She does yep. a great job. They work so hard. Because yep. we're shooting, you know, this is we're talking ultra low budget. Right. We're shooting on video um, with these new at the time they were brand new cameras. So the the whole idea of digital was just forming, right? Strong. Um, and we so we we're shooting on this digital and we're shooting. A lot of the time, everyone had to stay outside while we used the inside for the studio. So, uh, super low budget and incredible, incredible uh, amount of work that everyone had to do to to make it happen. But it sure was fun. Good deal. Now, yeah. um, the next one, um, I think, um, I either seen this, I can't remember, I might have, but um, it's called Satanic in two thousand six. Oh, okay. Um, Right ahead. Yes. Very fun movie. Directed by my buddy Dan Golden, who is a terrific, also a terrific filmmaker. And um, he's the one who brought me in on Sharktopus a little bit later. Yes. But I worked with Dan on a number of films. And in fact, I just got done working on a picture. Well, that's why we, our interview today is getting delayed by a couple of days because I went in on a picture that Dan is producing. Um, just a couple days ago, so right. that, was, that was very cool. But yeah, Dan Golden directed Satanic, and um, the thing I will tell you about Satanic, I had a great part in it. He gave me a great part of playing the lecherous janitor, and I got killed, of course. I, I've been killed a lot of times <laughs> in these films. Wait a minute, I think I better have a talk with my agent, but. I've been killed in a lot of movies. But Dan killed me off in that very well. But he gave me this really terrific part of this lecherous guy. So it was a lot of fun doing that. But the thing was, I'm driving down there to the studio. He rented a, um, a an old deserted mental hospital here in, in Los Angeles that, that mostly just gets used for movies now. Right. So I'm driving down the freeway real early in the morning, trying to get down there it's about 20 miles away not that bad but you know with LA traffic gosh dang you can be out there for days and I'm driving down the street and I'm thinking oh this is going to be so great this is day one and there on my left is this older man hunched over the steering wheel driving faster than I am down the freeway he passes me up and I look over to the left and I go oh my god it's Angus Scrim yeah <laughs> that's funny it was cool. We were going to the same place. That was awesome. And I got there, and he was already. He goes, "Oh, I like to get her early so I can learn my lines and rehearse and practice." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it was great. Oh my so, god! So I've got an Angus Scrim doll right here. Well, my um, god, he had to be at least eighty years old, close to that, didn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. But he, you know, he still gets around. That's funny. The tall man. Yeah. Yeah. And it also had Jeffrey Combs too. Oh yeah, Jeffrey. Oh, I've done you know I've done about five pictures with Jeffrey, and he is just a great guy. Yeah, he is so nice. I always 
the first, I think about the first three pictures that I did with Jeffrey, I didn't even see him. It was one of those deals where yep. I never actually met him on the set. And then we worked in a Western. We worked in another um, Fred Olden Ray picture, which was a Western, and we worked together very closely on that. It was great. He's, he's such a nice guy, and he's a terrific actor. I don't know if you saw him do his uh, version of Poe. Uh, no, I haven't, actually. Well, it played out here, and then it, it's played a couple of places, not too far from you, but you probably have to drive a ways. But if you ever get the chance, it will be Jeffrey Combs as um, as um, Edgar Allan Poe, and he's just great. Oh, wow, I'm going to check it. Yeah, Edgar Allan Poe is one of my favorites. Yeah, well, it was his birthday the other day. Yep, and uh, you know the funny part about that? It's funny. My niece, who we got custody of, she's 16, and... Ooh, um, She's reading a book right now by Edgar Allan Poe. I could not believe it. I was so proud of her. <laughs> I was so proud. Because a lot of kids at 16 don't know who Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe is. Really? That's, you know what I mean? That's amazing, huh? It is. Well, the next movie that has my interest, seriously, but I don't think it's available, of course, but Death's Door in 2008. Oh, yeah, Death's Door's out there. Is it? Okay. That's out there, yeah. And Death's Door, again... Um, you know, one thing leads to the next around here. And uh, the people who did the catering, these two guys came in, did the catering on Halfway House. They said, ah, we'll put it together. You know, we'll feed all you guys. Don't worry. And, and, and we'll do it cheap. And it was, wow, great deal. And they came and they just did a great job. And then one day, they called me up and they said, I want you to come in and read for... Uh, the director we're thinking about doing a movie and we want you to come and read for this director that we brought in so I went in there I read for the film and and uh, he goes yeah I want you to play this part in the, in this in this film Death's Door and, and uh, it, was, it was very cool it was very fun for me because I'm Italian I'm half Italian I'm half English Irish and uh, and stuff you know so um so I got to play an Englishman in this. So I was like, oh, wow. oh okay, so we're ma- making a you know a bit of a, a English rock star, you know. Yeah. So he's like, okay, I can do that. He goes, yeah, you can do that, can you? I like it. Go for it, you know. <laughs> so there I was. I was like, okay, that's cool. But then now I got to keep up that accent for the whole damn movie. <laughs> like, okay, now I shot myself in the foot. And that's hard, though. It was. It it's was. It really is hard. Yep. It's you know a couple of glasses of gin and it gets easier but <laughs> you got to remember you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the problem you can't remember the lines <laughs> but, but that uh, was fun now that was directed by George Salippi Salippi yeah okay yeah, yeah. nice yeah. guy real nice guy uh, and uh, he's done a couple things stuff he's a great guy he's out here haven't seen much I thought he did a good job on the film uh my friend uh, Ed Polgardi again they brought him in he helped put that together and he did the second unit on it and he did some really good stuff and I watched him I watched him direct this actor who was one of the one of the stars of the film one of the big parts in the film and he directed the was directing the actor and you know the actor just you love to see these things happen you know yep. I, I say these stories from an actor's viewpoint I know a lot of people are relate to that but but it's like you like to see these things happen. You like to see this discovery. Right. And he's directing, and then the guy goes, 
oh my, you know, he goes, you know, I've been taking acting lessons for 10 years and I never learned that. That's wonderful. <laughs> 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 Everything like, oh, wow. Yep. So that's great. I love to see that. So yes, we had a lot of fun on that one. Well, this next movie I did see and I loved it. Uh, uh-huh. Dark House in 2009. Oh, I wasn't in that one. <laughs> Dark House, yeah, I know. Isn't that so cool? Yes. That was fun. Um, now, on that one, again, Ed Polgardi, second unit director. So small, this is a small town. Yeah. You know, we all pretty much are, you know, we have to kind of take care of each other and we all stay, you know, a little bit in that kind of, yep. you know, it's a little circle there. So, so Ed Polgardi did second unit on that. Of course, you know, Darren Scott is the yep. director of that. And so, and you know, Darren, he's, you know, he's big time. Yep. So, uh, and that was, and he's just the greatest guy. I've known him for, Ever since, uh, I played a little part in his movie called Tales from the Hood. Ooh, and, that's right. And so, yeah, so he he was one of the producers on that, producers and writers on that, and um, so I've known him really since then, and he's he's a very 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 nice guy. He's a great guy. We always have a big Fourth of July. In fact, if you're ever out this way, Fourth of July. You got a standing inv- invitation to come out to this barbecue, and I mean, just everybody's there. Oh wow! Well, in fact, you were mentioning Bill Mosley. Bill will be there. You know, all the people like that—they're all there. No kidding. Interesting. I might take you up on that. Well, that would be great. You'd have cool. fun. You'd enjoy it, and and it's a uh, the party uh, begins usually about two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Darren and his wife uh, host the party at their house. Um, and they're they're you know they're just the nicest people, and the party starts at about two, and then in some time, usually the next day after everyone goes, <laughs> it's funny, not wild, but just everybody has you know enjoying visiting with one another, and you know people that that are uh, you know you're so surprised to see them, you think wow that's fantastic, you know yeah that's cool, you know what so, I, I might get get in contact with you about that, I might just do that. Just for okay. the right. right around, they, they usually have it right around that weekend of July the 4th, right in that. Excellent. It'll probably be on that Saturday, so. All right. Sounds good. So, uh, yeah. Well, so. The next movie that I'm going to talk about, it's not a horror movie, but <clears throat> I talked to Gerald Webb about this one. Oh, um, Gerald, yeah. And Tonight's I'd, his birthday party. Really? And he didn't invite yeah. me? Yeah, well, isn't that cool? <laughs> Good old Jer. He's having his birthday party tonight, so it's a hot time. In the, he's having it right in the heart of, heart of Hollywood, right on Hollywood Boulevard out there. No kidding. Way to go, Gerald. Happy birthday, brother. Yeah. Young chicken. <laughs> no, no. She says he's turning 30. I don't believe him. I think he's only 25. <laughs> but <laughs> Titanic 2. Now, oh, I, haven't, yeah. I haven't seen this yet. Now I know by doing this podcast, I can I hear, see, and read all, and people seem to not understand um, why they made a Titanic two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's just common knowledge. I mean, a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't get it. They just sooner complain instead of you know it's a movie. But right, it is. It is a fun movie. Yep. It's designed to be. Actually, it's it's not all that far fetched when you understand the basis of what it is. Right. What it is is that a hundred years after the Titanic, this rich guy has built a new ship, 
and is called in the Titanic 2 and going to have its maiden voyage on the same day. I mean, you know, we do things like that all the time. Right. In in so so they do. They have this maiden voyage. Now here's where it gets a little weird <laughs> because the premise of the film and it's it um, the premise of this film is that that global warming has caused the ice caps to melt. Has begun to call, the ice caps are melting, and a large chunk breaks off, uh, which causes a tsunami, which then pushes all these other chunks of ice, I guess, that are floating out there, uh, and and it pushes them out into the um, into the ocean, and then one of course hits the the new ship, and it goes down because of the fact that they they you know rich business. Businessmen have skimped on the um, construction of the boat, <laughs> you know. Right. So that's the. So I mean, it's not all that far fetched. Right. And it, it is kind of actually, in a way, it's kind of timely. Um, you know, with things that happen. In fact, I believe that when it actually came out on video, right about that day, was on the news that a giant chunk of the uh, ice cap had broken off. No kidding. Yeah, so that you know, it's like, but you're right. I know what you mean. People write stuff. They write stuff on these different websites. Like, well, Titanic two, that's stupid. The boat sank. Yeah, that's a yeah. new boat. Yeah, and, and it was fun. And they're the sa- and they're the same people that. Uh, oh man, I can't wait to see Saw four. <laughs> yes. Oh, God yeah. bless them. Saw <laughs> to me, Saw died after Saw. Two. That is it. I can't. I can't take anymore. But well, after they killed my friend Benito Martinez, then that was the <laughs> end of it. <laughs> Speaking of killing, the next movie, um, uh, it's made for TV. It was on the Sci-Fi Channel, and as you know, my father-in-law was talking to you a little earlier today. He's a big fan of Sharktopus. Oh, okay? yeah. He's been talking about this thing when it was first aired on the Sci-Fi Channel. Of course, you know me, Mr. Busy, Busy, Busy. I didn't get a chance to watch it. Well, I got a copy, and I watched it uh, last week. I, review, uh-huh. I reviewed it, as you know, uh-huh. and um, the, inter- the my review of that movie has blown up to number three this week in the most listens. Sharktopus, right. to me, I thought, in my review, I thought it was clever. Okay? It was never done before. You know, the mil- uh a company making a a robotic shark slash octopus, and of course it escapes um, by stupidity. And one of the cool parts about this movie that I thought was neat is seeing Roger Corman. Yeah, isn't that great? <laughs> yep. But go ahead. Well, <laughs> well, yeah. there is a story of a large shark. This is not unheard of. <laughs> These things can happen. <laughs> isn't he great? I know. And Eric Roberts is good too. Yeah, he's so cool. That was fun. I I had a lot of fun. Well, most of that was shot down in Mexico. Yep. So most of that was shot down in Mexico, and then um, they came back after they got most of the the primary shooting done. They came back here to Los Angeles, and they brought Dan Golden in to to, uh, produce and put together some more stuff. So director Declan O'Brien and then Dan... um, 
we went out and we shot some more stuff and we cr created a couple things. So there should be a lot more on the DVD release uh, than what they actually showed on Sci-Fi. Yes, yes. So there should be, and there was a there was a big kind of a a little cult uh, blow up around that. It was kind of cool. Well, you know why too? Why? Declan O'Brien was also the director of Wrong Turn Two, and Wrong oh. Turn Two, I guess to me, I think it brought him out. And that's a, a a fan favorite as well. So oh, yeah. You got that yeah. following, you know. You know how I mean. It's, it's a good thing, you know. When 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 a director makes something that people love, they tend to follow to see what his next work is. But I must admit, Sharktopus was, I liked it. I liked it very much. It was quite good. I'm glad. It was quite I, different. You mean? Yeah. Now the next one that um, I told you about, I reviewed it also, and it went to the top real quick. Because a lot of people you know, usually wait to see what I have to say about a movie. It's funny. I mean, I'm just a guy giving a review. But, anyways, um, I've been re I read about this 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 serial killer over the years, uh, John Wayne Gacy. Oh, and yeah. uh, you were in. The, now, to me, I think this is the first movie that I actually seen you the whole way through. And I must say, you did a damn good performance in this movie. You did a good job on it. But it's called. Thanks. It has two names, I guess. It's 8213 Gacy House, or they also just call it Gacy House. Yeah. Now, when I watched this movie, you know, I knew that it's based on true events. But you know how that is. People always say, based on, like, Chainsaw Massacre, that movie was not based on true events. It's based on somebody, but nothing to do with the movie. So I was kind of like, okay, I'm a little suspicious, you know. Uh-huh. So I started watching it one day, and I turned it off. Because I, you know, not nothing to do with the movie. I, I just don't like that camera stuff. I said, yeah. okay, okay, Scott. All right, let's try this again. And I'm glad I did. I watched it a couple of days ago. Oh. You know, considering that it's based on events that happened in 2006, so it's kind of hard for me to give us a good score in a review because I'm actually giving a review on a movie that someone died in. If you know what I mean? It's 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 right. weird. It's right. weird to me. But I, I gave it a a seven. I mean. But this movie, after I watched it, I think this movie stayed in my head for like 20 minutes afterwards because of what you read at the end. I'm not going to say it because I don't want to ruin it for anybody who didn't see it. This movie will screw up your head. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you want, um, you can tell the listeners basically what this movie's about because it doesn't really say much about it on IMDb. I mean, it's self-explanatory Gacy House, but would you right. want to give the listeners an idea exactly what this is about? Yeah, actually... Um what happened was that uh, Anthony Fankhauser, the guy who directed that, and I had been working on another another film, and I think I think we were working on Moby Dick. And great movie, by the way. Yeah, I I, I agree. I think I think Moby Dick was really that's terrific. my next Barry Boswick is yep. so good. Yep. He, he's so good in the movie. Yep. It's really terrific. Um, but um, what happened was that he goes well. What we want to do is we want to tell this story of how these people, and of course none of this stuff exists anymore. You know, the the actual the house is gone; it's been destroyed, leveled, all that sort of stuff. Right. So what we have to do is we have to recreate this whole, you know, we have to recreate this whole environment and how we're going to do it. And he goes, and what I'm going to do is we're going to go get a whole bunch of cameras, and we're going to give cameras to every one of you guys, and then you shoot. As this happens, and we literally, we all of us, the the people in the in the film, there's no script. 
There's only right. a page, you know, a page of outline which says, you know, this is your 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 what you're going to recreate or the area that you're going to play in. Right. So there was no no script. So it's a it's a real ad lib. Uh, it's real, you know. But uh, we we all had cameras also, and then there was a camera person too. So there's a lot of stuff that happened because we're in this really, you know, like a, a turn of the century era home in Los Angeles, which is a historical monument, but it's a haunted house. Right. It's one of those areas. Um, uh, that they consider, you know, one of the haunted places in America. And, of course, you know, that's kind of a popular thing nowadays. But at the same time, what we were trying to do, or what the, the filmmaker's plan was, I, I was a little skeptical at first, because I like the idea of having a script. And, and they said, well, what we've got to do is we're going to go in there and we're going to try to conjure up and we're going to try to scare up and to actually... Live this event. I go, okay. So that's what we did. We went and we lived in that house for four, uh, well, for five days, essentially for five days. Mm. And almost no sleep. Um, there's points in the film where, you know, where we look like we're tired. <laughs> we <Yeah. are> tired. <laughs> you know, that was when we were getting to the end. So, that yeah, was very interesting. Yeah. Uh, I thought, I thought he did a great job with it. He yeah. really did. Yeah, but excuse my language, but that movie it fucked me up. I mean, yeah. I mean to think about because it, it says in the beginning it says um, six bodies found in this house, and it yeah. basically tells a story about them six bodies. I could not yeah. believe that. That's creepy. Yeah, yeah. When it was all done, when it, and when it was all edited, because when we were done, when we left there that last day, it was like I, I, I cannot imagine how this is going to work. I just can't imagine. But then when it was all done, it was amazing. But you know, from what's on the video, there's still more stuff. There's probably 10, 10, 20, maybe 30 more hours of video that's left. And a lot of things happened still, you know, other things that were going on. It, it was quite amazing. Wow. And then some of the stunt work we did, I mean, that's just us. There's nobody else there. There's a very small crew Right. Some people didn't want to work on it. Some people didn't want to be involved just for that reason. Wow. Yeah. Well, the next scared to be there. Uh, well, tell you what, you know, I've seen a lot of horror movies and I don't get scared. But I, the word that I use for that is if something's disturbing, you know, it's I get that creepy feeling. You know, if you know what I mean? Yeah. But the next movie that I just absolutely loved it and I gave it a good review, especially in the one scene. I'll let you know it's Moby Dick in 2010 you mentioned it a couple minutes ago but yeah. one of the scenes in this movie that I thought was so cool is yeah. when there is a uh, a whale in the water I guess uh-huh. a normal size whale whatever and this Moby Dick jumps out of the water swall- uh-huh. swallows it and that thing is huge yeah I gotta tell you, Moby Dick was really something. That was really, uh, that was uh, amazing to work on. And it was even great. I, I really enjoyed watching it when, when it was done. I was like, wow, I couldn't I believe know. it. But Barry Boswick, who is the star of that, yep. he just kicked ass. He went in there and he was good. He, yeah. I mean, he just played, and you go, 
wow, you're talking, you know, low budget, the whole bit. He didn't, he didn't act like that. He, he didn't take anything for granted the entire time he was there. He was just went full bore. I was like, wow, now that's the way to do it. There's a lesson right there in how to act. Yep. Captain you know? Ahab. Yeah, how, how to perform. I, I, I enjoyed doing that movie, and it was hard. That one was really hard for me. Um, in my little part, I, I play the uh, XO of the submarine, the very first submarine that the whale yep. uh, bites in half. Yep. And it was one of those kind of situations where, oh, wow, where are we going to get a submarine? Oh, don't you worry. Look what we have here. <laughs> what? You have a room with some pipes in it. This is like, this is not a submarine. And then they go, no. So you bark orders at so-and-so over there. And I said, but there's nobody there. Uh, just do it. And then and then turn over there and bark orders at him. And I said, but there's nobody there. So I was like, and then when it's all done, it was definitely one of those kind of things with Trey Stokes who directed that. He put it together. You know, they're, they're putting it together with all their yeah. magical effects in the thing. So it was, uh, it was very interesting. But I, I was actually quite proud of that when it was done, when I saw that. I, I think it's one of the finest Asylum movies that they've ever done. And I, I can tell you somebody else who impressed me, um, I like this role, was Durant Fowler, who played Doughboy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In that one scene in the movie, which I don't want to get too much away because you didn't see it, but he's on top of the submarine looking out. Yeah. It's towards the end of the movie. He's, oh, my God. Yeah, he's cool. Yes, yeah. he is. I Actually, I spoke to him for a little bit a couple weeks ago. He's a, he's like a cool dude. Um, yeah, he is. Really nice guy. The next movie that um, I also saw last week, or um, who I thought I thought was excellent, was Mega Shark versus Crocosaurus, <laughs> 2010. Well, you know who made that? Oh yeah, now that's that's Chris Olin Ray. Yep. Yeah, and that was that was great because uh, that that movie that movie was the most fun, and, and of course you know Chris he 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 gave me a nice part in the movie. For me, and, and I was working Captain Smalls, yes, and um, Jaleel White is the guy who I did most of my scenes work yep. with. Yep. And it was like I, I got to tell you, you know, everyone's like, "Oh man, that's Urkel, that's Urkel." It's like I never really watched that show, so I don't really know that. So I didn't know him as that. Right. And and but I mean he was a child star yep. so you got to kind of figure well you know maybe they've grown up a little weird not at all this guy yep. was great he was good he, in there he I, yeah, he's a great actor and yep. he, it was a great pleasure to work with him to do the lines because I'm kind of yelling at him as the captain of the ship yeah 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 and I'm so I, I spent a little bit of time going the shark is dead get it through your head sailor you know that kind of thing yeah good <laughs> Good role, good role. I'm telling you, it's a so, good role. it was so much fun, and and he just he was right there, and he was you know give it right back to me. It's like okay, I like it. This is some good interaction. This is acting, man. We're yep. getting some good interaction going here. So yep. that was very very fun. He's a good actor, a really nice guy. Between between uh, takes and stuff, we were over there talking, and you know he showed me pictures of his kids and his wife, and you know and stuff. But I mean, he's just such a such a personal guy and smart. Good grief, she's extremely intelligent. Yep. So that was that was really a lot of fun. And of course, Robert Picardo was in there, and you're going, "All right, Star Trek, dude." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that was fun. And then Gary Stretch, of course, I saw Gary every day, you know. And Gary is a very 
in real life, he's a very interesting character. So yep. he was a lot of fun and, and always very pleasant. And, of course, again, Sarah Living is in that. And Sarah's just so nice. She's so wonderful and she's so beautiful. Yep. And she's such a great actor and stuff. You just go, well, this is all right. Yep. But i got to tell you, a guy I've worked with a few times that I really like, and that's Dylan Vox. Yes. Did you see him in the film? Yes. I'm a... I like Dylan Box. Dylan is a great guy. He yep. is so funny. Yep. He is just hilarious. And he comes off on the screen so well. He's also in Super Shark. Yep. So, so that, but Dylan is just, he's just hilarious. You'll have to talk to him one of these days. See, see if you can find him out there somewhere and well, talk to him. Because he's, he's just hilarious. And, and he does such a good job. But he's one of those kind of young actors who just snaps into the part. Yep. And he snaps and he's really serious and he's going, okay, fire these torpedoes now on the count of five. Yep. And then he, and then it's cut and then he turns around and he goes, now, I'm going to torpedo you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, it's a, and he just makes these jokes. So he's just a really funny guy. So. Well, I know Dylan, I know Dylan Vox from a movie that's getting released in February. It's called Virus X. Oh, I've heard of it. I have, yeah, I've heard, yeah. I've heard about it. Yeah. Um, I had a copy sent to me already um, a couple weeks ago, and that's a damn good movie. But he was also good in there, so that's how I I know who Dylan Vox is. But yes, yeah. he had a good performance in there. Now, since you mentioned it a couple times, you might as well go right on into it. Um, it was this was brought to my attention. I can't remember. I think it was. It might have been you, um, um, Super Shark. Um, yes. I have a blog site that I post trailers, and I posted a trailer for Super Shark on there, and people seem to be very interested when they hear the word Super Shark. I it's know people love use. it. Yep. they jump. Right, I know it jumps right at you, Super Shark. But I remember I was a disc jockey for quite a few years way back when, and way back then the word Super for some reason was like the catchphrase. But this was 20 years ago, you know. Everything was the Super X. Here's a super song from a super group. You know that kind of stuff? Yep. yep. It was really popular <laughs> until it just got to be. But now, to have it come back and to have Fred Olden Ray pick the name Super Shark, doesn't it sound cool? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds great. I watched that trailer, and I it's it's, you know, there's some comedy to it, of course, because you have yeah. to. Oh but, yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, what we got a shark here that's as big as the Empire State Building. <laughs> and he's actually it's possible, huh? Right. And he's walking on land, and he's and he walks and he flies, and they make a special tank. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see this. And you mentioned yeah. it, it stars John Schneider. He plays Wade. Yeah. And he plays it. I mean, he he plays it full bore. You know. Yep. So it's that's pretty cool. Well, then I get killed again. I get killed again right at the very beginning because uh, you know there we are. I mean, how, how else are you going to create a super shark except by drilling into Mother Earth's core and unearthing something? Right, an ancient creature. I love that. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So we. So there I am. I'm, I got my cup of coffee. I'm with my assistant. And we're there, and he's going, man, this job sucks, dude. This job sucks. Nothing but oil and dirt and seawater. And I'm going, yeah, but it pays really good. And what do you want to do? You want a different job? You want to get a different job? Just don't come to work. There have been hundreds of others out there waiting to take your... And right about that time, 
we hit that we hit that magma down there and caused the crack in the earth and the super shark takes down that takes down that tower and there you go. Yeah. And do you know who do you know who was in here that I was shocked to see? Who? Dynamite. Oh yes, <laughs> he was so funny. He was he was great. Very fun. Also, you know, really nice guy. You know, most of these people, we may not have heard from them in a long time, but most of these people, they're so nice. Yeah, give me one. And that's, that's how they got to be the stars and stuff that they are. Yeah. You know, it's easy to throw, you know, to throw a few bricks, but the fact is they're usually very, very nice people, and they're really great to work with. So, yep. yeah, Jimmy Walker, was he was terrific. Now, is there a, a, a release date for Super Shark? Did you hear what, uh, anything? No, I haven't heard anything. Right. But you know, that's the thing about Fred. Uh, when he makes a movie, he he is kind of old school in that regard. He doesn't want to he doesn't want to build up any kind of false hopes. So he he only does things when it's really positive. Right, right, yeah. You know, he doesn't fool around. He doesn't fool around with. You know, saying, well, well, we'll have it out for that. Uh, unless it's really going to be out for sure, he's not going to say anything. So, well, Speaking of Fred Owen Ray, he has another one coming out in 2011, made for TV. It's a comedy. It's not a horror. But I'm going to bring it up because it's, you know, uh-huh. Rewind Time Machine. Oh, yeah. You're going you're gonna to love that one. Well, first of all, it's all about beautiful women. You know, that's Fred's alter ego. There, That's the <laughs> other side of it. He does... He does these these films that are nothing but they're they're comedies. They're tongue in cheek, right? But the thing about them is they feature beautiful girls, right? And and the the girls they're fantastic. They're wonderful. They're 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 beautiful and and they're they're it's just great. They're so much fun to do those things. To be there and and and, and to be on that set is is really something. I like I like what Fred does. Yeah. I enjoy working with him. That's going to be interesting because uh, you see my uh, he, you know he did a western. He gave me a beautiful part in the western. It's called American Bandits. Frank and Jesse James. Oh yeah, I'm, yeah. Go ahead, talk about that. One. I'm sorry, I skipped yeah, that. Yeah, that's well, it's a western. That's an old Texas boy like me. That's exactly what I like. You know? <laughs> so yes, yeah, so he called on the phone and he goes, so "I hear you're the one to go to for western." And I said, sure, i got a lot of Westerns around here. <laughs> he goes, I want to make a Western. I said, great. So I went down there, and he gave me a great part. He gave me the part of the old-timer, you know, the stagecoach driver, the, the kind of almost the Gabby Hayes kind of character. Yes, yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm in heaven. It was wonderful. And I really enjoyed it. Tim Abel's the star of it. And uh, uh, um, uh, Peter Fonda's in it, you know. Yep. Jeffrey so Jones. Peter, and Jeffrey, yeah, Jeffrey, of course. So basically, uh, uh, Tim Abel and Jeffrey are the two, you know, the two big parts. Tim plays Frank James. Jesse plays the the bad guy from the gang and stuff. And uh, George Stoltz plays Jesse. Did a great job. Great yeah. guy. Really great. And all the girls just went nuts the whole time on the set. Oh, he's so beautiful. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta so check it that out. Fun. Yeah, it, it was fun. It was it was a fun movie to do. I really enjoyed doing it. And there, I'm the guy. I'm the Texas guy in it. George never touched a, a six gun in his life, and and so on. And and I'm the guy 
I'm the guy who is the six gun and and the Texas uh, expert, and <laughs> I don't get to ride a horse. I don't get to shoot anybody in the movie. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so I told Fred, okay, next time I get to be the bad guy then. <laughs> but I did. I had a lot of fun on that. That was great. Well, there's one more um, by yeah. Fred Owen Ray. Um, again, it's a comedy, but I'm going to bring it up anyways because, you know, Little wi- little Witches. Okay. Well, um, i got to say, that's, um, that's another comedy that features a lot of beautiful women, all tongue-in-cheek stuff. Fred, Fred is a movie buff also, so he usually, when he does stuff, they're usually takeoffs on kind of classic or old or movies uh, or old movie themes. Right. So you get to play these kinds of characters that are so much fun. In this movie, I play a small part, but I'm, I play with Michelle Bauer is my wife. Can you believe that? <laughs> Michelle Bauer is my wife. I'm like, oh my god, how lucky can I be? Yeah, really. Exactly. So it's like, <laughs> okay, this is perfect. So we we play a kind of a um, oh, what was the you know the the character in Bewitched, the neighbors? Yeah, yeah. The, that were always. Uh, you know, she was always spying on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff, and then her husband was always he was going. To, you know, you're crazy. <laughs> you're crazy. <laughs> so we got we did one of those kind of things. It was great, Michelle. I've I've done a couple of pictures with Michelle. I got a movie coming out that was directed by Chris Ray, and um, it'll be. I don't know when that's coming out either, but it should be out pretty soon. But Michelle is one of the stars of that, and she's just okay. fantastic. It's another uh, giant monster movie. Okay. There's a now, giant, a giant snake. Now there is two things I had to mention that uh, you're also were, you do stunts too, of course. Or are you well, are? That's, that's how I started out. Right, now. and there's two of them that I'm going to mention because uh, one of them is in post production, and one of them was a big hit. Laid to rest. And oh, yeah, yeah. Box of shadows. Oh yeah. Well, uh, box of shadows is still in the uh, editing rooms. Yep. getting worked on just like Super Shark see the, the problem with these kinds of films is that when they have those digital effects you know that's not something that's easy to do so they have people uh, you know that are that are that are building these effects in right. the computer and it takes sometimes it takes a long time in something like Super Shark you know it's, it's taken a while and especially if you want the effects to be good it just takes time yeah so, so those are still in production, but um, on Late to Rest, which is out, that's out on video and did yep. very, very well. Yes, it did. They're making a yeah, part two, that, right? I'm uh, sorry. They're making a part two now. It's called it, Chrome. Yes, they just they just finished shooting part two, and so that should be out pretty soon. And they're bringing back the uh, the monster, uh, Chrome Skull, was the yep. character's name. Yep. And so Chrome Skull will return. But Chrome Skull was pretty doggone popular. Yep. Chrome Skull was popular, and um, that was fun to do. And then, now what I did on that is I worked on some of the props, and I worked on some of the sets, and I helped to, to well, what I did is I rigged the some of the stunt work. Because some of that in there is not digital. Some of it we actually did. Right. There's a, there's a scene where the coffin, she's, She's trying to rock back and forth inside the coffin. So she gets this this big steel coffin 
ready to uh, gets it rocking back and forth, and she knocks it off of the stand, so it goes kind of goes flying through there, down these three steps from the from the, the kind of the altar area of a church, little uh, you know, little uh, place where they're having a, a funeral. Right. And uh, so the coffin goes falling down the steps, and then the girl who is alive inside the coffin, she rolls out of the coffin. So what we did is we put Janet Tracy Kaiser in that coffin, and I rigged it all up so that hopefully she wouldn't get hurt. But nonetheless, that coffin weighed about 100 pounds. Wow. That was a heavy piece of steel by the time we were done. And then we had we had six burly guys pulling on the ropes to yank that coffin up into the air and make it spin. It had to spin one time. And then had her fall out. And then the coffin and her crashed to the ground without the thing squashing her. So okay. uh, it was uh, it was uh, quite a little feat there. She was very brave to do it. <laughs> very brave indeed. She got a, she got a couple little bruises, but that's the world of stunts. Yes, it is. Yeah. Now, is there anything else that's that's you're involved with that I haven't mentioned that uh, you want to put well, out there? Well, there's a few things that we've shot. So we got right now, let's see, we just shot, uh, in fact, speaking of stunts, Cole McKay, who's a pretty famous Hollywood stunt man yep. and stunt coordinator, he worked on many, many, many films. In fact, part of his team is down there working on Spider-Man right now. But uh, uh, Cole actually directed a film just now, and I, I he gave me a nice little part in it where I'm playing the kind of wacky medical doctor there in the ER who... It's a cult, it's a, uh, a film about uh, racing, so it's about kids street racing. It's called 200 miles per hour, so that'll okay. be coming out in a few months. All right, cool. And, and I've got a, a nice little part in it as the uh, doctor, and and then of course that's me. And the, some of the scenes take place in the strip club. I mean, it, that's a necessity, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's one of the staples of life, right? Right. right. <laughs> yes. So, so I had, of course, to participate in those scenes too. You know, I'm. You know, you don't sure. want those to go by the way, so, so uh, yeah, so you'll see me in those. No, 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 I'm not up there on the pole or anything like that. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> I'm glad you clarified that. Yeah, I, I, I just thought of that. I just realized, hmm, wait a minute, from stuntman to no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. So, yeah, so we got that coming out, and then a few few little things in the hopper there. Um, Ed Polgardi, my friend, the producer, he's he's going to do some work on a film which we're going to, we're probably going to go to uh, Arizona to shoot okay. in about a month. And it's a, um, it's going to be a kind of a horror film, but it has to do with military people. And I like that, you know. I'm, I'm, yeah. I like, uh, I like working with the military guys and doing that sort of stuff. So, yeah. So we're gonna go do that. We're gonna go out there and and um, shoot some machine guns and stuff out in the desert there, and throw some hand grenades and blow up some monsters. Get some pretty <laughs> tough soldiers out there and to go after the monsters. And nice. We'll take care of them. That's interesting. Yeah, nothing to worry about there. We'll we'll take care of those <laughs> monsters. And every once in a while we get to you know we get to go play a little guitar. Uh, Sing a few cowboy songs over at the uh, at the Veterans Hospital or the Elks Lodge or any, some of those places out there with the 
with some of the good old timers. Oh I yeah, I like hanging out there. Yeah, I tell you what, it's uh, before I let you go. I find it fascinating um, talking to some old timers, and I love sitting and listening to the stories. Yeah, it's so interesting. I mean, back when I was a kid, back in 1941, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. it's way different than it is now. You know, I used to have to walk to school five miles or ten miles in the <laughs> snow and rain. <laughs> well, when I was a little shaver, let me just tell you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sounds like my friend Snuffy. My friend Snuffy was a he was a Blackfoot Indian. Came down from the wilds of Canada. Spent every winter in the snow, and he was a, a, a real a real person, a real person of the West. Right. And I, I met him when I when me and my friends we did a what they call all fall down stunt group where we do gunfights staged gunfights and fast draw shooting and stuff like that right and we met we met snuffy and of course at that time he was already 80 years old but uh <laughs> he became wow. part of the group and until he died back in oh gosh i guess 93 or 94 he was uh he was part of our gunfighting group and that's the way he he always had all those kinds of stories and we could always just sit around and listen to his to him telling his tales. Yeah. It was really something. That's excellent. Well, Michael, yeah. I do want to thank you for coming on and taking time. I mean, I know you're a busy man. But, oh, yeah, uh, I'm busy here. I'm just snoring away in the rocking chair. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate you. Well, thank you, you my friend. This no was problem. great. I, I enjoy talking to you. We we have some fun. We got yep. some stories. We just got to get us one of those uh, pot-bellied stoves. Yeah, I keep know. telling some. You know, we got a, a bookstore here called Dark Delicacies. You know, it's a horror bookstore. I don't know if you've heard of them or not. No, but that's interesting. It's a great bookstore that's here, and so they do a lot of signings. They bring in a lot of the horror stars and people, and they all come in, and they do the signings. And it's owned by uh, uh, Dell and Sue, and they're just great people. But I keep telling them, the mistake you're making is you don't have a big pot-bellied stove in the middle of a store. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, and they said, well, it's not a library. We want you to buy the book. Yeah, right. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> so yeah, but there's some storytelling that goes on once in a while. Yeah. But that's why you come out to the Fourth of July. Come out to Fourth of July. That'll be fun. Yeah. I'll be hearing some like stories that. then. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and everybody you know will be there. So sweet. That's excellent. And they'll know you too. You know, oh yeah. Everyone's reading your stuff now, and they're listening <laughs> in. You're getting popular out there. Thank you. That's, well, that's good great, to hear. Though, man. It's a All great right. Thing. All right, Michael, I appreciate you taking your time. Like I said, uh, you're a good dude. You're fun to talk to. But, uh, you know, you keep up the good work. Keep doing your thing, and I'll do my thing. And maybe one day our paths will cross. All righty, Gruesome. You take care of yourself out there and stay out of that snow. I will. Or if you're going to go out in the snow, you got to fall down there and just make those snow angels. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I won't get the hell right. back up. <laughs> All right. All right, my friend. You take, take care. care of yourself. Yep. Take care, buddy. See you. Okay, bye-bye. bye-bye. Hey, this is Sean Kane, director of Silent Night Zombie Night, and you're listening to Gruesome Herzog. Hello, this is Natalie Sheets. I play Jenna in the film Madison County, and you're listening to Gruesome Herzog. Hey, horror fans. This is Ace Marrero, and you are listening to Gruesome Herzog. Dig it. I'm Jessica Funneborn, and I'm listening to Gruesome Herzog. This is Yvette Corbea, and most of you know me as Marla from Run, Bitch, Run. 
to the really evil crazy bitch. And you guys are listening to Gruesome Herzog. Hi, this is David Z. Stamp, and you're listening to Gruesome Herzog's. Hey, this is Bill Oberst Jr. I play Dale in the film Dismal. And as Dale would say, let me tell you something. You're listening to Gruesome Herzog. You got Dale's word on that. Hey, this is James Cotton. I'm a director, writer, producer. You're listening to Gruesome Herzog. Jack Harrison, action actor and stunt coordinator on three stunt teams. I played the character Idiot in the movie Dismal, and you're listening to Gruesome Herzog. 